Thank you for tuning into Bible-Based Outreach Ministry Podcast. Welcome to Season 1. We truly believe that when we focus on building the community, God builds the church. So join us in this journey of ministry and faith and daily living. We look forward to sharing empowerment and the glory of God with you. If you'd like to support us, you can click on the support button and all donations and gifts are welcome. We welcome you to come visit if you're ever in the Birmingham, Alabama area, and we'd love to connect with you on Facebook. Just search us by typing in at symbol B-B-O-M or Bible-based outreach ministry. Be blessed, be encouraged, and know that you're never alone. God is always with you. Talking for the last couple of weeks, we were talking about the process of faith. And then I told you that there are six steps in faith. Because like I said, all my life I've been told that faith is just believing. And that's what I was based everything on coming up, is that it just believes. The only thing I got to do is believe it, believe it, believe it. Yes, believing is a big part. But there are other steps to faith. And we established that when we went into Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 10, uh, verse 17, when it says, faith cometh by what? Hearing. Which means the first process in faith is that we got to hear. Then it say, and hearing by what? The word of God. So the second process in faith, and we talked about last week, is identifying what we have heard and to make sure that which we have heard is the word of God. Right? Then we said the third step in the process of faith is receiving. See, because I can hear and I can identify that is God's word, but don't mean I have to receive it. Because watch this, receiving is totally dependent on me. Hmm? See, because God made man a self, a, not a self, but God made man, yes, a self-willed person. Which means I have the ability to think and make decisions for myself. So therefore, even though I've heard the word of God, I identified the word of God, it is up to me to receive. And the word receive means to take in, to grab hopes, to make minds. If you have somebody to bring a package to your house, no matter how much they offer that package out to you, if you never reach out and, t- and grab it and pull it in, then you have not received it. So therefore, I said we have to receive the word. Then after receiving the word, we have to believe. Hmm? We have to believe the word. Well, what do what you mean by believe? That exact that I believe that everything God's word says that it can do, I believe it can do. Hmm? I don't have no doubt in my mind that wherever God spoke, that he's able to perform it. But now watch this. Even once I believe, I also have to trust. And the word trust means to rely on, to depend on, 
Hmm? So therefore, I hear, I identify, I receive, I believe. Hmm? Mm -hmm. But now watch this. Now, I see it here, identify, believe, hmm? well, receive first, then believe, okay, then I got to trust. That's five, right? Now, the biggest part of all of those is to respond or to act upon. See, because I can have all five of those, but if I never respond and act upon what I believe, because the Bible says faith without works is dead. So that means that I just can't have all of these and then don't act upon or respond to what my faith is believing. But now watch this. I was really dealing with something yesterday, and me and my son was talking. And I love when he come over because we always talk about the Bible and we always talk about biblical things and biblical principles. And I said something, and God, really, through the Spirit, really got me triggered. And I was dealing with that faith is something that goes two ways. Hmm? Watch this. First, I have to have faith in God. Right? Watch this. But then, watch this. Everybody God dealt with in the Bible, he had faith in them. Hmm? Uh-huh. Even with Moses. You remember when Moses was up on the mountain and God was telling Moses who he is and what he wanted him to do? And Moses was steady making excuses for why he couldn't? But God kept telling him, Moses, I got you. So that means to me that God had faith in Moses. Even though when Moses didn't see the faith in himself, God still saw faith in him. Hmm? So I'm like, wait a minute now. There's a two-sided thing to this. Because I have faith in God. But God has faith in me. And when I come to the realization of how much faith God has in me, see, because watch this. God never sent the person out to do anything without giving them everything they needed to perform the task. So in order to do that, then that means that God had faith in them. Huh? Watch this. And I, 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 I was like, wait a minute, Lord, what, what, what are you saying? He's saying, we have mixed up the word tempt and tested. See, because I heard, hear a lot of people say, well, God is testing my faith. God is testing my faith. God is testing my faith. But really, is it God testing your faith? Or is it you testing your faith? Huh? 
See, because sometimes we can be testing our own faith and we will say God is doing it. Huh? Well, how do we know when we're doing it? And how do we know when God is doing it? Well, for a long time, James gave us the answer. And we have really been misapplying it. Because we've always been applying it to Job. You remember? Because people say, I, you know, like, traditional teaching used to be if you ask somebody that if God allowed what happened to Job to happen, the majority of the time people would tell you no. You ever heard that? Because they would tell you because of the scripture that James says that let no man say that when he is tempted, that his temptation is of God, right? But the thing is, is that God, let's go back again. Job was not being tempted in that way that we have made it to be. He was being tested, but in the way we have made it his tempting to be, it wasn't in that way. Let's go to James right quick. Let's go to the book of James. James chapter 1, verse uh, 13 and 14. James chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. Okay, now, are you there? Watch this. Now, listen to what it says. It says, let no man say when he is tempted. Now, that word tempted right there actually means tested. But see, we got to realize when Job was what we call tested, it was really Job being proven. Well, who was he being proven to? He was being proven to Satan that he was everything that God said he was. Hmm? Because watch this. He said, let no man say when he, which is the man, is tempted, I am tempted of God. Because watch this. It said, for God cannot be tempted with evil. God cannot be tempted with evil. God cannot be tested with evil. Hmm? So therefore, one of the things, like I said, if we know that we are being, if our faith is being tested, then our test will not be anything evil. Huh? It will not consist of anything evil. Because listen to what the word says, for God, for, ain't that what it said? For God cannot be tempted with evil. So if God cannot be tempted with evil and we are God's children, then how is he going to tempt us with evil? Huh? Watch this. See, this is where we missed it right here. It said, for God, watch this, cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempt he. Huh? Neither tempt he, which that he that is talking about is God, right? Any man, neither he tempt any man with what? Neither he tempt any man with evil. Because the subject right there is temptation and evil. Right? Okay. Now, 
How do we know when our faith is being tempted and when we are being tempted ourselves? Listen to what he said. He said, but every man and woman is tempted. He said, now, we're all going to be tempted. We all are going to be tested. But watch this. How are we going to be tested? When he, which is the person that is being tempted, is drawn, that word drawn means pulled, huh? Away. Well, how am I pulled away? I'm pulled away on my own lust. Huh? So therefore, watch this. I know the difference between when my faith is being tested or when God is testing my faith because I will not be pulled away by my own lust. Huh? Watch this. He said, it's drawn away of his own lust and what? And enticed. So if it's, drawing, if it's enticing me and drawing me away from my own because of my own lust, that is not my faith being tested. Hmm? That's me. Because of my own desires. Because of my own lust. Hmm? But now watch this. Then he says right here in verse 10, 15, I'm going to go on. Then when lust have conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, Bring forth there. So watch this. When God tempt, when God allow my faith to be tested, it's not going to consist of any of those things. Watch this. Let's go to Matthew. Chapter 4. And we and we and we deal with this, but do we really see what's going on right here? Watch this, Matthew chapter 4, and we always talk about when Jesus was led up in the wilderness to be tempted. Now, for one thing we got to realize, when Jesus was led up into the wilderness to be tempted, watch this. Now, it said the Holy Spirit led him up there, right? Hmm? But the Holy Spirit led Jesus in the wilderness to give him the strength that he needed to fast and pray for 40 days and 40 nights. Because when you go on a 40-day fast, you totally have to be in the Holy Spirit to, in order to endure, uh, in order to sustain. So that's why the Holy Spirit laid him up there, was to give him the strength that he needed to endure or sustain the 40 days of fasting and praying. But now watch this. Right after the 40th day, the first thing that happened was what? The devil came. Now, when the devil came, he was the one that what? Tempted Jesus. And not God. Hmm? Well, we're going to say, well, God sent him. Well, why can you say that? Because we got to realize something. That God, which is the creator, is greater than that which he created. And Satan is a creation that God created, which he wasn't always that, because we know he was a fallen angel. But still, God created him. So therefore, because God created him, God still has control over him. 
And he cannot do anything without God's permission. Hmm? Well, prove it. Go back to Job. If you notice, everything that was said, God was the one calling the shots. And I break it down just like that. God was the one that was calling the shots. So watch this. So that means that when Satan came to Jesus, he had to have permission from God to do it. But now watch what he says. Listen to what he said. And when the what? Verse 3. And when the tempter came to him, which is Satan, of the devil, watch this. He said, which is Satan of the devil. If the first thing he did was throw down. Hmm? He said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Well, we know Jesus was hungry. Huh? We know Jesus was hungry because he just got through fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. So the first thing he did was he appealed to Jesus' appetite. Hmm? But listen to what Jesus said. Jesus, but, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Which means not only man has to be fed physically, he also has to be fed spiritually. Watch this. This is what he said. It said, then the devil taking him up into the holy city and setting him on a pinnacle of the temple. It said unto him, if, as that doubt again, Thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written. Now watch this. Satan quoting scriptures. Because hmm? he said it is written. Well, where is it written at? It's written somewhere in the Old Testament. Hmm? Watch this. He, which is God, shall give his angel charge concerning thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, least at any time thou shalt dash thou foot against the stone. He said, man, any time you hurt yourself, or any time you're in the position to hurt yourself, God have already given the angels charge to watch over you. But listen to what Jesus said. Jesus, verse 7, said unto him, which is the devil, it is written. If you notice, Jesus answered back with scripture. He didn't answer out of his own thoughts. He didn't answer out of his own ideas. But when Satan threw scriptures at him, he threw scriptures back. See, a lot of time when the enemy come to us, a lot of time he come to us with scriptures. But because we have been given the right knowledge of scriptures, we have to use scriptures to go back at him. Watch this. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said, it is written again. Since you want to quote scriptures, I'm going to quote scriptures with you. Watch this. That thou shalt not, what? Tempt. Hmm? That word tempt right there is translated test. But listen what he said. Thou shalt not test the Lord, thou God. Well, then we just learned over in James that when we are tempted, we are tempted by what? Our own lust. Huh? Watch this. 
when Satan came to Jesus, that's where he was attempting Jesus without his, his own, trying to tempt Jesus in his own lust. Hmm? Watch this. If you notice when Adam and Eve was in the garden, they was tempted in the same places. Hmm? And the Bible tells us, what is it? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and what? The pride of life. Those are the three lusts that we deal with. And if you notice right here, these are the three things that the, that the devil of Satan dealt with Jesus on. Watch this. He said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thou God. Hmm? But now watch this. If you look at verse 8 down through 10, then you'll see where he tried to attack Jesus up in his spiritual. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Because now he's talking about worship. Bow down and worship me. And Jesus told him, said, God is the only one we should worship. Hmm? So I'm, I'm going to say this. One of the biggest problems we have in ministry and Christianity today is we have too many people worshiping our pastors mm -hmm. and not worshiping God. Yeah. Huh? Mm -hmm. I know there's going to be some people that don't like me. But now watch this. Remember I said that faith has two sides to it. Now, let's go to Genesis because this is what really kicked everything off right here. Let's go to, I, wa I want to read something first, though. I'm going to go to, uh, like I said, I did James 13. But now, watch this. I want to go to Luke chapter 1, verse 37 38, because I got to establish something here. Luke chapter 1, verse 37 38, and then also Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Now, I'm going to read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 first because this is a very familiar passage of scripture. It says, and we call this the faith, the book of faith, or the heroes of faith. But now watch this, chapter 11, verse 6. It said, but without faith, it is impossible. Well, it's, what, what, what is impossible without faith? To please God. Hmm? For he that coming, which is the person that has faith, that cometh to God, what? Must believe. That he, which is God, is, and that he, which is God, is a rewarder of them that, what? Diligently seek him. I got to believe all of this when I come to God. If I don't believe all of that, then it's impossible for me to please God. But now watch this. Let's go to Luke. Chapter 1, verse 37. And we're dealing with Mary and the angel right here. And listen to what the angel tell, tell Mary in verse 37. Chapter 1, verse 37. She said, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Well, why is nothing impossible with God? Because of my faith. Hmm? See, because of my faith in God and who he is and, who, and what he's able to do. There's nothing impossible. But now watch this. The only thing that is impossible with God when it comes to faith is for you to go against what he said. Because once you go against what he said, it makes it non void. Want me to prove it? Watch this. 
Listen to what Mary said. And Mary said, behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me. Well, what's she talking about? Everything that the angel have told her, she's saying, let it come upon me according. Hmm? Ain't that what it says? According to thy word. What word? The word that the angel spoke to Mary of God. So she's saying, everything you told me, I'll agree with it. Because God has what? So she said, watch this. Remember I said that we have to hear the word. We have to identify the word. We have to what? Receive it. Mary just received what the angel told her. But watch this. The, but the two sides was is this. If you go back and read and read about what, what, God, what, what the angel said about Mary that God said. So that means to me that God had faith in Mary being the deliverer of his only son before Mary ever believed in herself being the deliverer. Huh? Because all these things that God had said about her and the angel spoke to her about, she is just now confirming within herself. Hmm? Because she said, be it according to me. Hmm? Now her faith just kicked in. Hmm? Watch this. Now, let's go to Genesis. Let's go to Genesis. And we're going to Genesis chapter 22. Very, I, I like dealing with familiar stuff because it's, it's a lot of time it's the familiar stuff that has really gotten us messed up. But now watch this. This is what he's, in Genesis chapter 22. Starting in verse 8. And we always talk about the test hmm, of Abraham. We always talk about the test of Abraham. And I used to tell people all the time, they used to laugh. I said, y'all talk about the faith of Abraham. I got to deal with the faith of Isaac. Huh? I said, because we have to remember right here, when it talks about Isaac being a lad, he was not a child. He was what we actually consider to be almost a grown man. I say he was anywhere in his teens or right at 20. Because if you notice, he was big enough to carry everything. And you don't put that type of stuff on a child. He was carrying the wood. He was carrying everything. So that means that this boy had to be kind of big. Hmm. But now watch this. He was old. Isaac was obedient to his father, right? And his father was obedient to God. But watch this. In verse 8, let me start, start, yeah, start in verse 8. Yeah, let's go to verse 8. It said, and Abraham said, my son, God will provide. And that's because Isaac had just asked Abraham a question about, about where is the sacrifice. Now listen to Abraham answer. He said, and Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself hmm? a lamb for a burnt offering. God will provide himself. Hmm? He tells them God already got it taken care of. But watch this. So they went, both of them together, 
And they came to the place where God had told him of, which he's talking about Abraham. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son. And like I said now, we talk about now Abraham had faith, but also we got to talk about the faith of Isaac. Because right now his father just tied him up. And I'm quite sure that if it was me, I'm wondering in my mind, Daddy, why are you tied me up? Hmm? What's going on? But listen to what he said. And, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Isaac still ain't said nothing. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Remember I said that faith also is responding is also action after you hurry, identify, receive, believe, and trust. Hmm? But now there come a time of respond. Okay, now Abraham is responding. But listen to what he said. Now it said, watch this, and he stretched forth, which means he reached out. And I believe he truly had to be going in an upward motion. Hmm? Watch this, and he stretched forth, or he went in a crossway motion. Because you got to know, he finna kill his son. But now watch this. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of, out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he, which is Abraham, said, here I am. Now watch this. And he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. Listen to what God said. Other angels, for, I, for now I know that thou that what it said? God, seeing thou have not withheld thou son, thy only son from me. Watch this. Now, Abraham had a promise. And that promise was that through Isaac, he would be the father of what? Many nations. Hmm? But now watch this. God told Abraham, go up to the place where I tell you and sacrifice Isaac. Well, God, well, I had Ishmael, but Ishmael is gone because my wife made me put him and his mama out of the camp. So now I only got Isaac. So now, you have gave me a promise that through Isaac, I would still be the father of many nations. Well, Lord, you know what? I believe you at your word. Mm -hmm. And everything you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. But now watch this. Because you tell me to do it, then that means there are going to be some things you have to do. Hmm? There are going to be some things you have to do. Watch this. You're either going to have to do one or two things, God. You're either going to have to stop me, or you're going to have to let me kill him. And then after I kill him, you're going to have to raise him back up. Because you told me that through this son here, that the nation that you wanted to bring along is going to come through him. But now watch this. Let's go to, back to Hebrews. Let's go back to Hebrews. 
chap 11, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17. Watch this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17. It says, By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, when he was tested, hmm? but now watch this. The test that Abraham received was nothing of himself. It was not out of his own lust. Huh? But now watch this. It said, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and, watch this, and he, which is Abraham, that had received the promise, offered up his, which is Isaac, only begotten son. But now listen what it said. Of whom he was, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thou seed be called. Right? Now watch this. According that God, now this is where Abraham looked, thinking in his own mind. Listen what he said. According that God was able to raise him, which is Isaac, up even from what? The dead. Which, from which also he received him in a figure. He said, I'm already seeing that you can bring him back. Hmm. I've already made up in my mind that I'm going to perform everything you tell, I'm going to respond, I'm going to do everything you tell me to do because I, you had faith in me to tell him, I got faith in you to bring him back. Hmm? Now watch this. Let's go to 1 Samuel. Chapter 17. 1 Samuel. Chapter 17. And we're finna talk about David. See because. Watch this. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Verse 38. Watch this. See. We talk about being proven. See, watch this. First Samuel, chapter 17, verse 38. Watch this. And this started with Saul because now we know that David is ready to face Goliath, right? But listen, it said, and Saul armed David with his armor and put a helmet of brass upon his head. Also he armed him with a coat of mail, which is the full-length coat that they used when they was in battle. Watch this. And David girded his sword, which was not his sword, it really was who? It was Saul's sword. Upon his armor, which was Saul's armor. Watch this. And he attempted to go. Watch this. He attempted when you say attempted, was that he tried to go, but he couldn't. Well, why he couldn't go? Watch this. And he attempted to go, watch this, for he had not proved it. He had not proved it. That word prove right there also translates test. See, because watch this. Anytime something that the government wants to pass, especially when it's medication, food, or stuff like that, it first has to be tested. 
and it has to be proven to be humanly fit. When there's a lot of stuff now, and I ain't gonna get into that, that they're putting in our foods and our medications and stuff that are really not good for us. But they're letting it go through because of money. But now watch this. He said, for he had not proved it. Well, David, what you mean you hadn't proved it? Well, see, I'm too young right now to be a soldier. So I never learned the war techniques that soldiers learn. I never learned how to use a sword. I know what a sword is, but I never learned the correct way and the proper way to handle it. I know what the arm is for because I've seen it. But you see, because I'm not part of the army, I never had armor on of my own to wear. Everything I faced, when I faced it, I faced it with just me, my slingshot, and my belief in God. Hmm? So he said, watch this. See, I have not proved uh, I have not proven this type of fighting technique because I'm not used to this type of fighting technique. So therefore, I can't go out with this because I'm not a veteran right now in this type of warfare. But I am a veteran in the warfare that God has given me over protecting the sheep that he made me accountable for. Because you got to remember when I was down in the valley and the bear and the lion came, Hmm. God proved to me that he is who he say he is because he allowed me to use this slingshot that most folks won't even carry in the right now to defend the flock that was behind me hmm. against him. So he said, you know what? God trusted me. So therefore, I trust. He said, God has proven himself to me, and I have proven myself to him. So therefore, when I go out and face this giant named Goliath, I got to stick with what have already worked. Hmm. It's not time for me to be trying a new technique, Saul, because my life is on, the, is, is on the line right now, and trying something new right now, I just can't work with it. See, I got to stick to what I know has been proven. Hmm? I got to stick to it. Watch this. Daniel. See, let me, let me watch this. And let me, let me go on down here. And David girded his sword and said, listen to what he said. He said in verse 39, for he had not proven it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not what? Proved him. And David put them off. See, anything that you're facing, stick with what God has already proven. See, because when you start going trying to work with what somebody else had or what somebody else got, see, it haven't been proven to be used for you. Hmm? So I'm going to stick with what God has already proven proven himself with. Hmm. See, because I've already built a relationship with him. Huh? He's already shown himself 
that the same way I took care of you did. Let me prove to you I can do it again and again and again and again and again. Well, y'all said, well, what you mean that you prove, you make God prove himself? Watch this. Let's go to Daniel right quick. Let's go to Daniel. I like these, I like these, I like these too. Daniel. Here you go, Daniel. Third chapter. Third chapter. See, watch this. If you notice, everybody that was getting ready to go through a situation, they spoke about what God had already proven, huh? Before they even went through it, huh? Watch this. Daniel chapter, chapter 3. And we're going to start with verse 17. This is what we call the Hebrew boys. And the thing that really get me is that we're, we're really referring to them now still as their pagan names. But that wasn't their Hebrew given names, and I'll deal with that later on. Because the name that we call them, we are actually giving honor or idolizing the pagan gods that they was named for. When we say Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But now watch this. In verse 17, it said, now these are the Hebrew boys speaking. And we got to realize this is at a time when they was being, uh, getting ready to be put in the fiery furnace. Listen to what they said though. They said, if it be so, well, Nebuchadnezzar, if you want to put us in the fire, go ahead. It don't, it don't bother us. But now watch this. They said, our God, first of all, they said, whom we serve. See, we're not serving the God you serve. See, we're serving the God that is over your gods. We're serving the God that your gods don't know nothing about. See, the God that we're serving, see, he has already proven himself to us because even when we was not in captivity, he proved himself. And even while we're in captivity, he's still proving himself. So therefore, we're talking about the God that we serve. Hmm? Watch this. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the fire furnace. Huh? See, they, 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 they getting ready to be tested. Well, watch this. They already speaking about the test before it ever takes place. Hmm? They're already talking about the results of the test before they ever take it. Hmm. See, watch this. When we're going through stuff, no matter what we're going through, we already got to speak about the end before we ever go through it. Hmm. When we see it coming, we need to start speaking about how we're going to come out. Not about what's taking place while we're going through. See, a lot of times we give more emphasis on what we're going through than, than we do on the results that we know that God is able to bring to us while we're going through. Listen to what he said. He said, if it be so, our God whom we serve 
is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. Watch this. And he will deliver us out of your hand. Nebuchadnezzar, it doesn't matter which way God deliver us. Only thing we know is we're going to be delivered. Now watch this. If God do allow the fire to consume us, we still going to be delivered because we won't be living under your rule and your tyrannicy anymore. But watch this. If he still allow us to come through the fiery furnace, we're still delivered because when you tried to kill us, he wouldn't allow it. Hmm? Watch this. If it be so, our God. Now, if you notice, they spoke as a group because they said our. Then neither one of them stand out individually and say my God. They, they stuck together. They said our God. Who we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will. See, your mind got to be made up before you even go through. And he will deliver us. Out of thy hand, okay. Watch this. But if not, it doesn't matter. Because either way, we're going to be delivered. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, See, King, just in case you're wondering, even if he don't deliver us out of the fiery furnace, we still deliver, but I still want you to know, watch this, that we will not serve, what? Thou gods. Nor worship the golden image which thou set up. See, King, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we burn up in the furnace with fire. It doesn't matter if God delivers us out of the furnace fire. One thing we will not do, we will not bow down to the God that you serve or the enemies of the, of the image that you're serving. It ain't going to work. See, because we know that God has proven himself. Watch this. And when we spoke what we spoke to you about our God, we just proved ourselves to him. Huh? Yeah. See, because we didn't let a fire or a furnace or anything that you throw the conger up change our mind. Hmm? No, sir. So therefore, bring it on. As we used to say, take your best shot. See, because I'm standing on what I believe in, because I know how God has already proven himself, how I have proven himself to him, how he has proven himself to me. So therefore, take your best shot. Huh? Watch this, watch this, watch this. Getting ready to close, getting ready to close, getting ready to close. Watch this. Daniel. Daniel said, he said, Daniel said, It doesn't matter. It really don't. It doesn't matter. But now watch, watch, watch this. Remember I said that. God, let's go to Malachi right quick. This last one. Let's go to Malachi. See, we only apply this scripture here to money. And I think we really haven't fully took everything that it has fully. Watch this, because we only talk about the tithes, the offering. But see, Malachi 3.10, watch this. 
Listen to what he said. He said, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. Hmm? That there may be meat in my house. But watch this. And he said, and prove me now. Herewith said the Lord of hosts, if I would not open up you, the wonders of heaven, and pull you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive. Or watch this. If you read it without the italicized, it, it reads, that's not enough. Open up the wonders of heaven and pouring out a blessing. And if you know the word wonders has an S on it, which means that there are more than one wonder in heaven, and the word blessing is singular, without an S, which means that there's a, there's a blessing that's coming out of every wonder that heaven has. I don't know how many wonders heaven has, but I know that there's a blessing that be poured out of every one of them. Huh? But then he said, that's not enough. Well, what you mean that's not enough? Well, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And he which is the devourer shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, said the Lord of hosts. But now watch this. I like when he said, prove me. Huh? God said, prove him. But watch this. Is that just with the tithe? Huh? Or is that with every area of your life? Huh? That's every area of your life. God say, prove him. Watch this. See, watch this. People say, well, you know, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Well, if I'm sticking fast to his word and doing what his word says, that's not tempting him. That's making him stick to his word and making him prove what his word says. And that he's doing what his word says. That's not testing. That's proving. Hmm? That's not testing. Watch this. If God tells me to go, then I got to go. But now watch this. When he tell me to go, I also got to do what he tell me to do when I get there. Huh? But now when I get there, he also got to do what he told me to do when I get there. Hmm? You remember Abraham when he told him to offer up Isaac? Abraham went up and offered up Isaac. But, but Abraham said, now, Lord, when I get there, I'm going to do what you told me to do. But when I get there, you got to do what you said you were going to do. Huh? Mm -hmm. That's not tempting. Because Jane clearly stated, how are we tempted? We're tempted when we're drawn away of our own lust. So that's not tempting. That's testing. Because watch this. Every product that comes through have to be tested. Hmm. So watch this. I hold God to his word. Huh? God hold me to his word. So that's a two-way street. So therefore, God got to do what he said he was going to do. And I got to do what I told God I was going to do. 
And when we are in agreement, everything that was spoken, whether it was on God's behalf or my behalf, they got to take place. Huh? Because I agree with the word, the word agree with me. Hmm? So therefore, He told me, see, I got just as much responsibility to you as you do to me. Hmm. I got it. You just believe. You just hear, identify what you're hearing, receive what you're hearing, believe what you're hearing, trust what you're hearing, act upon what you're hearing, and leave the rest of just leave the rest to me. See, because when you do all that, you've done your part. I like, y'all know I like the lady with the issue of blood. Because the Bible said when she heard, well, what did she hear? She heard about Jesus. She heard about all the things that Jesus had did. Huh? Yeah, she heard about all the things. But now watch this. She heard it. But then she identified who it was coming from, which was Jesus. Then she received it because she said if he can heal them, he can heal me too. Hmm. If he can make the lame walk, hmm. if he can make the blind see, if he can make the deaf hear, my issue is not a problem. Huh? So watch this. She believed. She received it. Then she believed it. Because she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. Then she trusted it. Then most of all, she acted upon it. She She wasn't embarrassed. She wasn't afraid. She wasn't nothing because she did what she had to do to get what she knew he had to give her. But now watch this. When she touched him, Jesus said, somebody, touch me. And they touched me in a way that none of these other folks around me had touched me. See, because when she touched me, she touched me to receive. She touched me expecting. She touched me knowing that what she wanted, that she was going to get. Watch this. She put me to the test. She proved herself. Then she made me prove myself. And Jesus looked at her and told her, he said, who touched me? She said, I did. He looked at her and said, your faith. See, sister, if you wouldn't have had the faith that you had, if you wouldn't have believed what you heard, if you wouldn't have identified it, if you wouldn't have received it, if you wouldn't have trusted it, if you wouldn't have acted upon it, it would never happened. But your faith made you whole. Hmm, your faith. That's why he said, the just shall live by his faith. Hmm? So why? What is it that you want God to prove to you? Hmm? What is it in your life? Hmm? But what are you proving to him? Hmm? 
See, this is a two-way relationship. What are you proving to him? Hmm? Are you proving that you're trustworthy? Are you proving that you're faithful? Are you proving that you're accountable? Are you proving that you're responsible? Hmm? What is it? See, because God always going to prove who he is. Yeah, he always going to prove who he is. Mm-hmm. The Hebrew boys, they already knew who God, what God was able to do before he even did it. They spoke it. Mm-hmm. Before he even did it, they spoke it. Mm-hmm. See, we have to know and make sure that watch this. We are standing on all the process of faith and not just part of it. Huh? All of them. Hearing the word, identifying the word, receiving the word, believing the word, trusting the word, and then acting upon it. Mm-hmm. It ain't as hard as you think it is. Amen? Let's give God a hand of praise. Thank you for tuning in. We trust that this message encouraged you and empowered you. Be sure to click that share button because we know that you know someone else that needs to be encouraged. Walk in faith, know that you are loved, and we'll chat with you next time.